Turn with me to Hebrews, the sixth chapter. For some weeks now, we've been on this subject of diligence. Somebody say diligence. Diligence. And let's continue tonight in Hebrews, the sixth chapter and 10. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. Somebody say work and labor. What if you didn't do any work and labor? Yeah, well, then God wouldn't have anything to remember about about you on that. But he does not forget. He's not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. That's what it's about. Ministering to folks, helping people. We desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that you be not slothful. One translation said dull and lazy. But followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Thank you, Lord. He said, we desire that every one of you show the same diligence. Well, we looked at different words that describe the original words, the Hebrew and the Greek words translated diligence. Here's some of them again. One says vehement, earnest, fervent. These are all words for diligent. Another one said eager and determined. Should we be eager and determined? These words all are similar. Prompt, early, with speed, at dawn. Somebody say early. Early. So what's the opposite of early? What's the opposite of promptly? (laughs) Delayed and late. Late. You've seen it and I've seen it. Numbers of times people, I'm talking about folk in our camp, that are late and behind and blame it on their spirituality. They were too busy reading the Bible, too busy praying, too busy, and they didn't get their work done. Well, this is just not true. Being late. Being uh, slothful, as it said, not being fervent. These are characteristics of fleshiness. People who really are spiritual are sharp. They're prompt. They're diligent. Don't you believe it when people imply that their sloppiness is excused because of their extreme spirituality? They're so busy with spiritual things that all the natural things just slide. And a lot of folk like to imagine that, you know, on the outside I'm a mess, but inside I'm, whew. (laughs) Well, you wish the outward man is a reflection of the inward man. (laughs) And I got two amens out of that. (laughs) 
It's the truth. The outward man is a reflection of the inward man. And uh, laziness, slothfulness, being late, doing things sloppily and half-heartedly, those are all characteristics of the flesh. And it's ungodly, which means not like God. How many in your mind can you associate sloppiness with God? Huh? What if God just let stuff go? Hmm? <laughs> Boy, I mean, in the universe, there's order. Things are right. Even the earth we live on here is in a fallen state because of sin. But you still see. You still see so much structure and order. Don't you? We can only imagine what it was like when he first made it. (laughs) It was perfect. Everything was perfect. Glory to God. Well, soon that's going to be restored. We're glad about that, aren't we? The opposite of diligence, as he mentioned here, is being slothful. And let me give you the definitions of that. Uh, The literal meaning of that is to lean idly. To lean idly means you're doing. What are you doing? Nothing. (laughs) And to be indolent, to be slack, to be remiss, to be tardy, to delay, to be slow. We get the idea. Should we be diligent? Are we told to be? Is it a key to success and victory? Oh, it is. And this is not just for two or three people. This is for all of us. Every one of us, this applies to us right now. Because even though there may be areas that we have been diligent in, there are other areas we hadn't been. Every one of us in this room has been lazy in some area, sometime. I'm talking about you and me. So it's not for me to judge you or you to judge me, but let's judge ourselves and let's stir up. And let's say, I'm going to be diligent. I'm going to be diligent. I'm going to be diligent in the Lord. Now we've looked at different aspects of this throughout these weeks, but I want you to notice something else that's right in this text. He said, verse 11, we desire every one of you to show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope to the end. Now, let's just stop right there. Diligent. How long? To the end. This is a quality of diligence. And you're going to see it. It's going to come up again and again and again through these verses we're going to read. But say this out loud. Until it's done. Say it again. Until it's done. One more time. Until it's done. Is that a quality of being diligent? And you see that. Show this diligence to the full assurance of hope. Hope is expectation unto the end. And that's what a colon. 
that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Not just faith, but through faith and. Faith and what? Patience. Patience. Well, this word patience, let me give you the definition of that. What is patience? It literally means to be long-spirited. What's the opposite of being long-spirited? Short-spirited. One says it like this, to be long-tempered. To be long-tempered. What's the opposite of being long-tempered? Short-tempered. And see how this goes together. What happens when people are short-tempered? Well, think about it. Something's going on. And instead of being long-spirited and long-tempered, what do they do? To be short-tempered means I'm quitting putting up with this. I'm quitting listening to this. I'm quitting doing this. I'm quitting. To be short-tempered is to be a quitter. Did you see this? Short-spirited. He's talking about a quitter. Why? Because you're tired of it. You're fed up with it. You're mad about it. You're upset about it. So you quit. People quit jobs. They quit churches. They quit marriages. They quit believing God. Why? Shortness of temper and temperament. Shortness of spirit. What happens when you get tired, you get mad, you get upset, you get offended and quit? What happens? You don't obtain. You don't receive. Now, see, it didn't say just patience, faith and patience. But you got to have the patience, the perseverance to go with the faith. It's not enough just to believe God. You got to believe God until it's done. You got to believe God until it's done. You got to stay with it until it's complete. And this is what separates the men from the boys and the girls from the women. A lot of folk can believe God for a few days. A lot of folk can be nice for a little while. Right? As long as you don't rub them too wrong. As long as they don't have to be around you too long. And they can put up with it as long as it's on a certain level and for a certain time. But when it gets beyond that, people run out of patience. They run out of temper. Hmm? temperament we're talking about they run out of peace and what happens when they do that they quit they quit they bail I'm out of here and what's so sad is so many times Christians I'm talking about when they do that they jump out of the will of God they jump out of where he put them and where he led them and where he had them and here's the thing We've got millions of Christians. They're saved. They love God. They're good people in so many ways. But they're out of his perfect will. 
because of offenses and anger and impatience and every other thing. And they're trying to get the full blessing of God on their life their way. And it will never work. Oh, you're saved. They're saved. He loves them. But you can't get God's full blessing on your plan. He's not going to change his mind. He's not going to change his mind in 40 years and go, ah, okay, we'll do it your way. (laughs) Ain't going to happen. You just won't be fully blessed. I didn't say you wouldn't enjoy some blessings. I said you won't be fully blessed. You can't be. Because to have his full blessing, you got to do his full will. And in order to get that, you got to have some faith. (laughs) You're getting it. (laughs) And some patience. Which means what? A word we use in our modern vernacular goes good for it. Perseverance. Persistence. Is really what this word means in the Greek. Persistence. Perseverance. When we say patience today, people think passively waiting. Well, just be patient. (laughs) Sit back, wait, do nothing. That's not what this means. This word, from Greek to English, it means to persevere. Hang in there. Somebody say, until it's done. Until it's done. Until it's done. done. Is it going to take some diligence to hang in there? Until it's done. Back up to the third chapter. I want to just take you through the book of Hebrews a little bit because that was the sixth chapter. But I want you to see it begins before this and it flows through this book in a powerful way. This was a recurring theme and is a recurring theme in this writing. In Hebrews the third chapter and the sixth verse. He said, but Christ as a son over his own house. Whose house are we if? Somebody say if. If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. What does that sound like? If, he said, we're his house. If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. We don't just need to be believers today. We need to be believers until. From now on. Throughout our whole life. Look down in the, what is it, the 14th verse, I believe it is. 14. For we are made partakers of Christ. What's that next word? If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Somebody say, till it's done. To the end. (laughs) Till the end. Turn to the fourth chapter. 4 and 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that's passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Hold on to it. We read the 6th chapter and the 10th and 11th, 12th verse. Let's keep reading there. We could have gone further. In verse 13 of chapter 6. 
It says, well, verse 12 says, don't be slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. That means there ain't nobody out there bigger than God. (laughs) If there was, he'd know about it. You read in the prophets and in Isaiah and other places, he talks about that and he talks about the vanity of idols. God says, there is no other God. One place he says, I know not of any other. (laughs) It's a God joke. (laughs) God, aren't you omniscient? Yeah. So if you don't know of any other gods, that means there are no other gods. He says, right. Like I said. He had already said there is no other God. You think there's intelligent life out there? God. (laughs) Always has been. He said, verse 14, he said, Surely, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you, and we are the seed of Abraham, and he's still blessing us, and multiplying us, and increasing us. And so, the next afternoon, huh, y'all reading with me? Verse 15, and so, hmm, by the end of the week, no, by the end of the month, by the end of that year, no, no, after he, Abraham, had what? Patiently endured he obtained the promise. Right. He obtained. He said, you got to show the same diligence all the way to the end. And through faith and patience, you'll inherit the promises. And he told us about Abraham, reminded us about Abraham. He said, that's how he got it, boys. Amen. That's how he got it, girls. Amen. How'd he get it? Well, he believed God. Yes. And he endured. Somebody say Endured. How many understand we're talking about years here? We're talking about decades here. Right? He endured, and after he had patiently endured, he obtained. How many interested in obtaining? Glory to God. We've seen evidence of it here just in a short amount of time, haven't we? We had to stand and believe God, and you know, I mean... uh, Week after week, week after week, we saw about paid in full, paid in full. Remember that? I said it so many times, I was still saying it after it was paid in full, right? Paid in full, paid in full. But after a time, we obtained and it was paid in full and been paid in full for some time. Then we've been saying uh, lands and buildings, buildings and lands. Houses and buildings and lands and and houses. And we've been saying it for service after service after service. And here we are. Got more land. Bigger buildings. Numerous people all over the church already got houses they didn't have. And lands just in this year. Just in this year. Numerous. Numerous. But you know it didn't happen the first week. Didn't happen the first month. Right? Some of these things didn't happen the first year. 
You got to endure, don't you? You have to stay after it. And that's where so many folk are missing it. They don't see it. I've heard people talk about this and say, well, you know, I tried that tithing for three solid months. (laughs) Well, bless your heart. And it just didn't work for me. What do you mean? What didn't work? What are we talking about here? If we're talking about the word of God, it has to work. And it has to work for everybody. Everywhere. And so when folks say, well, I tried that. I tried that faith stuff. You can tell by the way they talk, they'd have no respect for it. Faith stuff. It ain't faith stuff. It's the faith of God. A measure of it's been put in us. It's the way God operates and creates things and lives. I tried that tithing business. I tried that giving. Didn't work for me. No, no, no. You got it all wrong. The Bible said concerning uh, Joseph. In Psalms it says until the time of his word came. The word of the Lord tried him. He says, well, I tried that. Did it work wrong? It tried you. And you failed. The word has already been tried. Oh, it's already been refined. It's already been proven. (laughs) Ain't nobody testing the word. (laughs) Well, I'm testing it out. I'm a try. Hey, brother, it's already been tried. And refined and proven. It's you that's being tried. You that's being checked. And so many times when people start out on these things and they don't get results, it's because they quit. They quit. If they really believed it, they'd still be standing. I said if they really believed it. That still be stand. You don't try these things. You don't try tithing. You don't try living by faith. You do it. And you believe it so much. You believe it's the Bible. You believe it's God. That you'll do it month after month. If it looks like it's getting worse. You'll just keep doing it. And when you believe it like that. And you're committed like that. Friend. You will have to believe. And you'll have to endure. But eventually you will obtain. Has to be. Just like Abraham. But you got to persevere. We're in the 6th chapter here. Turn on over to the 10th chapter. Notice all this is in Hebrews. 10 and 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. You need patience. I've heard Christians say, well, boy, that's one area I'm short in. I just, that's one of my shortcomings. I just, I ain't got much patience. And, and then other folk go, well, dear Lord, don't pray for patience. Oh, I wouldn't pray for, whoo, you know, tell her what'll happen to you to, to build patience in you. Oh, that's all ignorance. It's all ignorance. Patience is developed through exercise. Just like your biceps or your calf muscle. 
And the problem is why folk are not developing great, big, strong patience is because they keep passing up opportunities to work out. (laughs) Huh? I mean, you're sitting in traffic. It's an opportunity to flex your patience, to do patience reps, do sets of patience. You're in a long checkout line. At the Walmart or wherever. And people are dragging around. Wasting time. And you got somewhere to go. Well you can either exercise your patience. Even though your flesh wants to be fidgety and anxious. You just say calm down boy. Just be still and be quiet and smile. (laughs) Huh? Or you can stomp and glare at people and. Make noise and open your mouth and ruin your witness. When you could be exercising your patience. Because the more you exercise it, the stronger it gets. The more it develops. And it is key to your success and your obtaining Because faith and patience are necessary to obtain. And you really don't have any more faith than you do patience. Because the two have to go together and work together. What do you mean by that? When you lose all your patience, that's going to be the end of your faith. When you run out of patience, perseverance, endurance, you're going to quit believing God. Oh, let's believe God to grow up and become strong. This race we're running is not a sprint. It's a marathon. We've got to learn how to settle down. Get into a stride. And set our face like flint. And we're going to be here tomorrow. We're going to be here all week. We're ready to be here for all month. And the rest of the year. Yes. And we're going to say the same thing three years from now. We're saying right now. Right. We're going to believe the same thing ten years from now. We're believing right now. We're in this thing for the long haul. And that's the kind of people that get miracles. That's the kind of people. That have outstanding things happen in their life. That other people don't have. Somebody say, glory to God. God. Is that you? Am I talking about you? Strong. Getting impatient, getting frustrated, getting annoyed, getting mad, running your mouth. That's weak. Any weakling can do that. It takes strength. When your mouth wants to talk. (laughs) Your flesh is itching. To stomp and make noise and do something, but you just control yourself. Smile. (laughs) And go praise the Lord. God is still on the throne. Everything's working out for my good. And for God's glory. And you got to say that and do that after 33 things have gone wrong 
in the same day. And you are tired of being tired, of fooling with it. And people are acting a fool and hindering you instead of helping you. And everything in your flesh wants to jump up and yell, but you don't. I said, but you don't. Why? Because let me remind you, when you do that, when you're short-tempered, short-spirited, is when you're about to quit. You're about to quit. You're about to throw your confidence away. You're about to quit believing. And what if you stand and stand for three months and then get mad and upset and wore out and quit? You get the same results as if you hadn't believed God at all. So you've already got this time invested into this. Don't throw it away. Don't waste it. You could be real close to it. You could be a day away. Could be this evening. Just stand. Just stand. Just keep standing. Stand a little longer. Just stand a little longer. How long? Till it's done. I know uh, some of you have heard the, the song on our one of our projects, Hold On. <laughs> Hold on. Keep believing. Be strong. Well, I got that in a restaurant bathroom. <laughs> All that day, the enemy, I know it was him because it was negative, Thoughts coming to my mind about something I had claimed and was believing for was not going to happen. It had been months and years and had not happened and seemed like it, I was further from it than when I started. And these thoughts were coming, that ain't happening. You're kidding yourself. All this time has passed. You're further from it than when you started. It's not happening. It's not happening. And these thoughts had been coming to my mind. Over and over again throughout the day. And uh, we went to a restaurant, Phyllis and I, to eat. And I told her, I'm going to go wash my hands. And I'm standing there washing my hands. And these thoughts, it ain't working. It ain't going to work. You might as well forget about that. You just missed it on that. You might as well forget about it. So I'm standing there. And I finally got, you know, I'm quiet a little bit just washing my hands. And up out of my spirit, thank God for the Holy Ghost. He said, hold on. Hold on. Keep believing. Be strong. In a little while. It'll be all right. Hold on. Hold on. Let's say hold on. Look at your neighbor. Say hold on. Hold on. He said and it won't be long. Until your faith. Will turn to sight. Well, that's what I needed, and I needed it right then. And I said, all right, I'm not going to quit. And when I did that, I'm listening to the Spirit of God now instead of that other junk. And the Spirit of God began to minister to me. I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but he said to me, why do you think he's persistently bothering you about it not working? He said, if it wasn't working, what would he care? 
Why would he put forth the effort to bug you about this to quit? Because the pressure is on. It's on. And this thing is about to break out. And he knows the only way he can stop it is to get you to quit. (laughs) That's when I said, well, I ain't quitting. I'm not going to quit then. I've been invested this much into it. I'm going to stay with it. And within just a few months, it all came to pass. All came to pass. Glory to God. Through faith and patience, perseverance, persistence, endurance, long-spiritedness. You inherit and you obtain. Thank you, Master. He said, don't cast away your confidence. Has great recompense of reward. You have need of patience. That after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. You know, even after you do what the Lord tells you to do, you don't always see all the results instantaneously. Well, I did what he told me to do. What now? Keep believing. Stand. I've had people say, well, Brother Keith, I've been standing for eight months. What do I do now? (laughs) Well, are you living in it? Are you experiencing it? Well, then it ain't done. What do I do now? You keep on standing and you keep on expecting until it's done. Until it's done. I'm talking about in this realm. In the flesh. Till you're wearing it. Driving it. Sowing it. Living in it. Having services in it. Till it's done. Right? Glory to God. Glory to God. Look in the 11th chapter. This great faith verse. What did he say in verse 6? Without faith? Not just hard. Not just challenging. Impossible to please God. So what about these people that make fun of us because we talk about faith so much? Well, they're just confused. Because it's important. For he that comes to God must, not should, must believe that he is, and in other words, and he must believe that he is a rewarder of those that play around with it, try it once in a while, know them that diligently seek him. You get at what is diligent? Earnest, fervent, prompt, eager. Determined. And until it's done. Patience kicks in. And the diligence is continuous. Until it's done. Faith is not optional. With God it is required. It is mandatory. Isn't that what he said? You must. Didn't say you should try. You must believe That God is. And that's not so hard now, is it? How many believe God is? God exists. He's real. And he's God. You believe that? Well, you got the first part. (laughs) What else must you, must you believe? You've got to believe he's a good God. 
And that when you reach out and you seek him, you're going to find. Somebody get happy about this besides me. You got to believe that when you call out, he answers back. You got to believe when you seek him with all your heart, he's going to reveal himself to you and make himself known to you. You got to believe that when you diligently seek him and stand and believe, he will bring it to pass. Meet all your needs, cause all your dreams to come true. You got to believe he's a good God and he is a rewarder. He's a blesser of those that not just trying something, playing with it. They're here and they're here again tomorrow and they're here the next day. And week after week and month after month, they have decided for once and all and for all eternity, God's my God. This is my way of life. I live by faith. I live by sowing and reaping. I live by the words of my mouth. I'm in this forever. I'm not trying anything. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Skip on over to the 12th chapter. Now see, that's one, two, three, four, five, and this is six places. We've seen the same thing in this one book. The 11th chapter of Hebrews is exploit after exploit of faith, 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 faith. This wasn't written in chapter and verse, so it flows right into what we call the 12th chapter. This is a continuation of the 11th, what's in there. He said, wherefore... Seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Why? Lay aside weights and sins. Why? You ever looked at these marathon runners? They do not have big backpacks. <laughs> they don't have all that fancy stuff on their shoes. Why? Why? Because you might not even notice it the first mile, but by mile 20, it'll feel like it weighs 30 pounds. And you might, I mean, you might sprint with all your gold jewelry and your watches and your hat, but you ain't going to run a marathon. Hmm? And boy, you'll see them. I mean, I... uh, athlete friend of mine one time he came in and uh, had his head shaved and he used to have a mustache and I said man what happened he said uh, less wind resistance <laughs> I said man he I mean he's shaving off everything he he's making everything as light and as slick and smooth why every little thing as the journey you know the race goes on it feels heavier and heavier and heavier And because people are so loaded with so much junk in their life, they take off. They come and join the church and they're excited and they're happy. But then when it goes on into a few months and a few years and they learn they got to stand and you got to endure too much baggage, too much junk. And they get so fatigued and so tired and people quit. Well, we have no idea how many millions of people that have been saved and were in church and excited about God have not even come to church in years. All over this world, haven't even come to church. They don't even go to church. Why? Well, they, 
They believe in God and they love God a little bit. So why do you say that? Because if you love God, you do what he says. You obey him. He said that. I didn't. You keep his commandments. And if you don't keep his commandments, then you love something else more than him. That's just reality. But why? Because people weren't willing to get rid of stuff and run the race. Somebody say, run the race. race. Lighten your load. load. And run your race. Anything that's hindering you and weighting you down. Some things are not sins, but they're just weights. And other things are sin. But he said, lay aside how much of it? Every weight. And the sin. We might say all the sin, which does so easily beset us. And run how? Run how? We're not talking about extreme, intense effort impressing somebody for 30 minutes. What are we talking about? (laughs) Find that stride. Lock in. And relax. Because we're going to be here. Everybody with me? Get everything off that's slowing you down and holding you back. And focus, verse 2, focus, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, we might say of this faith race. He's already been here. He's already run the course. He set the record. Jesus set the record. (laughs) Set the record for the pace. Said all the times, he's our hero. So what are we pacing ourselves by? He is the pacemaker and the pace setter. We're tracking with him. So you got to keep your eyes on him. What if he's getting hard to see? Pick up the pace. (laughs) You're dragging, right? You got to stay right with him. Stay right with him. Why would you be falling behind? Because something is distracting you. And something is weighing on you. And pulling on you. And it's not God. And it's hindering your race. And if you're smart and you're committed, you'll strip it off. I don't care if it's like something that has become part of your arm or part of your eye. You strip it off. Say, ah, this is holding me back from running my race for Jesus. This is hindering me serving God. I got to get rid of this. I got to get this out of me. Got to get this out of my life. You'll get used to it not being there. And you'll begin to enjoy that lightness. And that freedom. He said my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Somebody say light. 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 Looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him. What did he do? What did he do? Come on, tell me. What's this word? Endured. Endured. Endured the cross. Despising the shame. And is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Did he inherit? Did he obtain? Yes. And somebody say, I'm right behind him. I'm following in his steps. I'm on his track. I'm running my race. Following Jesus. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. 
Now go on over. This thing just keeps flowing. What's the next book after Hebrews here? We'll look at it. James chapter 1 and verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy. I thought we just got through reading about joy. (laughs) When you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works your patience. And it does. But that's all right. Let it work it. Let patience have her perfect work. Don't pass up the opportunity to work your patience. Work it. Anybody know what it means to work your patience? Hmm? When somebody got mad, screamed, jumped, what'd they do? They left the patience off. They didn't work it. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, work it. Well, what? Do you know how to work your patience? Hmm? You're tired. You're annoyed. You're aggravated. You're mad. People are acting dumb. They're acting crazy. They're bothering you. They won't help you. Things are going wrong. You feel like just pulling your hair and screaming. Show me how you work your patience. Show me right now. Show me. Show me. (laughs) It ain't how you feel. So you work in it. Anybody over here know how to work it? Come on, work your patience. How do you work your patience? Got to control your feelings. Control your mouth. Control your actions. You'll feel like doing stuff. You'll feel like, oh, you'll be pressed. There'll be times where the words almost come out your mouth. You have to put up your hand and go, hmm, hmm. I said, what you doing? I'm working it. (laughs) You working it? (laughs) This can be kind of code talk between us. (laughs) What's the big deal if I blow off some steam? That's how you fail. That's how you quit. And do not inherit and do not obtain. That's what's wrong with it. Amen. It's through faith and patience. What did he say? Count it all joy. Got to do that by faith because it don't feel joy. All these different trials and tests, it didn't feel joy. But he said, count it joy. Knowing this, not thinking, knowing this. That the trying of your faith works patience. Are we still talking about diligence here? Yes. You got to stay after it. And you believe in God. You got to diligently stay after Diligently believe God. Diligently seek Him. And it involves this power, this force of patience. Knowing that the trying of your faith works patience. Oh, but now here, we're getting to the good part now. What does it say next? But let it work. Let it work. Let patience have her perfect work. Perfect means complete. Somebody say, till it's done. Till it's done. Let patience have her perfect work. What's the result of this? You hold your tongue. 
You hold your feelings. You control yourself. You don't yield to all that stuff. You let patience work. And sometimes it's working, man. It's working. Working. Oh, man, you're tempted to talk unbelief. Fear tries to come on you. I mean, you got to bite your lip from saying dumb stuff. Fear-filled, death-filled stuff. Hmm? That's when you got to let patience have her work. You bite your lip. You go, mm No, I started out believing God, and I'm going to keep on believing God. This ain't no time for me to quit. How many remember Jairus' daughter? Hmm? What happened? Jairus came. His little daughter was at death's door, at the point of death, he said. Found Jesus. He said, Jesus, you got to come. Come down before my little child dies. And Jesus said, okay, here, let's go. And as they're going, anybody remember what happened? Now, let's just stop right here. Is the man believing God? Well, he believed God to go out and find him. And he believed God enough to follow him. So things are going pretty good. How many think he's encouraged? He must believe something's going to happen when Jesus gets to the house. But before they could get there, here comes people from his house. He knows who they are. And he knows they wouldn't be there unless it's bad news. And he knows they wouldn't come lie to him about this. And they come and say, it's too late. Don't bother the master any further. It's too late. She's gone. I'm sorry, Jairus. She's gone. Now, he's had some faith. What does he need right now? What does he need? He needs something to go with his faith. He needs some endurance. Because is he being tried right now? Oh, yeah. This is his baby. He knows they wouldn't lie to him. What's happening with his emotions? What's going on with him? Oh, I'm telling you, he'd feel just like you would. Jesus turned and looked at him. Don't be afraid. Only believe. What's he saying? Don't quit me, Jairus. Don't quit me now. We've come this far. Don't quit me now. The reason I'm able to go this far is because you've been believing me. We need to go on. We need to go the rest of the way. We need to go on till it's done. And it's recorded that Jairus said. (laughs) And that's what you need to say. (laughs) When everything about you is screaming. Oh my God, my baby's dead. Oh, what am I going to do? That's when you need to let patience work. And keep your mouth shut and get a hold of your feelings and control yourself and just look at you, looking under Jesus, looking under Jesus. We started this race, let's finish this thing. Looking under Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Just look at him and go, lead on, master. It feels like it's too late. It looks like it's too late. It sounds like it's too late. We got scientific evidence to prove it's too late. (laughs) But Jesus said, come on, let's go. Endurance. And how many know what happened? He trailed along behind Jesus. And kept his mouth shut. How many know patience was a working in that man? 
Oh, his endurance was working. It was working. But Jesus walked right on in there and called to her. And she rose up from the dead. And a few minutes later, they're all sitting at the supper table with their baby. Eating. Fellowshipping. Why? Because he didn't quit. He wouldn't quit. His faith was working, but he let his patience continue to work. Just keep working. Just keep. Let patience have her perfect work. What's the result of it? What's the result of it? That you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. How do you get to that place? How do you get like that? Through faith and, and patience. Go with me. I think we can close. To uh, Ecclesiastes. The seventh chapter. Jesus is a finisher. He is the author and, and the finisher. How many remember the scripture said, he that began a good work in you. What? He shall perform it. One translation said he'll complete it. He'll finish it until the day of Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John 4.34, don't turn there, you go into Ecclesiastes 7. He said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish the work. He, He talked about the thing that satisfies me is doing the Father's will and finishing the work. This is Jesus' talk. Finishing the work. And how many know he went all the way? He went all the way. Did his patience get worked? Did his faith get tried? In the garden of Gethsemane. Sweating blood. Being scourged. Being nailed to the cross. He could have just said one word and got delivered off of that. But how many know he was working it? (laughs) He was working his patience and working his faith. Working it. And finally, what did he say? It is finished. Aren't you glad he didn't get tired and quit before that point? Come on, aren't you glad that he didn't get weary and frustrated somewhere prior to that and go, hey, now this is enough. This is enough. No. Not until it's done. Not until it's done. And how many know if he'd do it for us, we ought to do it for him. Say it again, till it's done. Till it's done. What does diligence do? Diligence stays with it until it is done. Ecclesiastes, are you there? Seventh chapter. Are you ready to shout? Ecclesiastes 7. 7 and 8. What does it say? Better is the end of a thing than the beginning. Can anybody testify to that? Have you, have you been around on the start of things and then have you stayed around and saw it through to the end of it? Is, is it true? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Better is the end. Now read the rest of it, though. And what? The patient in spirit is better 
than the proud in spirit. Be not hasty in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. And don't say, what's the cause that the former days were better than these? You do not inquire wisely concerning this. See, that is quitter talk. Quitter talk. Ah, the best days are behind me anyway. It'll never be as good as it was. You are reasoning and readying yourself to quit. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm tired of fooling with it. I'm wore out. I'm so weary. Besides that, I mean, my best days are already behind. I don't really have anything to look forward to. That is gross unbelief. He said, don't say that. When the Bible says don't say it, what should you do? Don't say it. So quit talking about that the good old days are better than anything else and the best is behind us. It's not true. It's not true. The path of the just shines brighter and brighter until the full day's sun. What does that mean? The best is in front of us. Our best days are ahead of us. Our greatest experiences in God are in front of us. Come on, somebody say glory to God. If we believe it, we have to be excited. You can't be depressed. How many have had some good things happen in your life? Well, what if by far better than that is in front of you? How could you be depressed? How could you be sad? But the devil's a liar. I said he's a liar. And he's persistent in trying to wear you down and wear you out. And he'll come and whisper in your ear, uh, best is behind you. You passed your prime. <laughs> You've seen your best days. I know y'all go over to that faith church and holler around about it. But you know. The reality. Just get real and admit it. No, 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 no. This is reality. This is reality. God is real. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And if I keep on seeking him and every morning get up with some expectation that he's moving in my life and it's going to get better and it's going to get even better, he will not fail. Cannot fail. Year after year clicked by and Abraham did not see that son. But he wouldn't quit. Year after year went by, and Joseph went from bad to worse. Ruling and reigning. (laughs) He's somebody's property. And then he's in the dungeon. (laughs) I mean, how many think the devil told him, ain't no way. No way. Your little dream. But he wouldn't. That's what we read, we quoted to you earlier. It said, until the time of his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. He was working it. Somebody say working it. Even when he belonged to Potiphar, he's working that patience. He still had, I mean, you think about it. When he comes into the prison and he talks to the baker and the butler, he says, why are you guys so depressed today? He's in the same jail they're in. He's been there longer than they have. 
How many know the man? He's in jail, but jail ain't in him. He's still got vision in him. He's still got faith. He is working it. He's working his faith. He's working his endurance, his persistence. He pops in. He's cheery in the jailhouse. I said, oh, man, cheer up. What you so down for? And I mean, it was long and it was cold and it was hard and it was rough. But one day, one day they came and said, hey, Joe, get shaved quick. (laughs) Hurry up. Pharaoh's calling. Right? And for the day was out, he was eating filet. And had on a $5,000 suit. (laughs) And had two new Ferraris. And a 20 bedroom house. That morning he ate in the jailhouse. He didn't quit. He wouldn't quit. He wouldn't give it up. He wouldn't turn it loose. And through faith and patience. He obtained. He inherited. He received. Through diligently. Staying after it and seeking God. All of his dreams. Came true. Stand on your feet everybody. Somebody say all his dreams. Came true. Oh lift up your hands and begin to praise God tonight. All of his dreams. Came true. All. All of them. All of them. All of them. Oh, Lord, we worship you. Lord, we glorify you. We magnify you. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Oh, Lord, you're so good, so strong. So faithful. Lord, we believe in you. Lord, we trust you. Lord, we magnify you. You're so good. So good. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Praise you, 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 praise you. Lord, oh, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Oh, we magnify you, glorify you, lift you up on high. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Close your eyes. Nobody looking around, please. Just keep praising the Lord in your heart. There's a number of people in this room and outside this room. And you had a dream. 
some time ago and you were so excited about it. But it didn't come to pass like you had hoped it might or as quickly as you had thought it would. And so you turned it loose. You said, well, uh, maybe it was not meant to be. And that is not right. That is not true. God is not unable to do what you ask and think. It's not that it was too high for him to be able to do, too big for him to be able to do. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all you've ever thought or asked or dreamed. No, you just quit. You just gave up on it. But it's not too late. It's not too late. If it was him then, he has not changed. It's still his will now. And though you might have turned loose of it for a while, tonight it's time for you to go back and pick it up. Go back and pick it up. Get a hold of it with your spirit and say, oh, no, no, that was the will of God for me. I'm going to get excited again. Yeah, but Brother Keith, I was so disappointed when it didn't happen. Well, the, you quit. What do you mean it didn't happen? Life is not over. God's still on the throne. The Bible is still true. How do you know it didn't happen? Your life's not over. It can still come to pass. But you have to get back on it. You have to stir back up on it and get excited again. Somebody say excited again. Get excited again about that thing. Just like you were years ago. Or months ago. Get excited again, and this time, don't quit. This time, don't cast away your confidence. This time, be diligent, steadfast, unto the end, till it's done. Hallelujah. Pray in the Spirit some. Look inside your heart. Lord, remind everyone of what this is. Specific things that you dealt with them about. Oh, they got so excited about it. Got so stirred up about it. But then quit and cast their confidence away. Oh, Lord, stir it up. Oh, help everyone to stir it up. Stir it up again. Stir it up again. Stir it up again. Oh, bring it up again. Renew it, refresh it. Bring it up again. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Said out loud, I'm a believer. I'm not a quitter. I'm a believer. I have faith in what men call impossible. I can believe God can do things I don't know how, things 
Others don't know how. I can still believe it. I can still believe it. All things are possible with my God. Hallelujah. So it's possible. It's possible. Oh, everybody say it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Oh, it's possible. It's possible. Oh, what your head said can't be. It's possible. What the devil discouraged you about, it's still possible. It's possible. It's possible. Oh, I could never be as happy as I was back then. Oh, yes, it's possible. It's possible. You could be even happier. (laughs) It's not possible for me to be as satisfied and fruitful and fulfilled as I was there. Oh, yes, it's possible. It is possible. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Oh, it's possible. It's possible. It can be. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.